Hi, I'm Sue Elvis from the blog Stories of an Unschooling Family. Welcome to my podcast. This is the fourth podcast I've made, and um, I've actually had some people playing my podcast, which is rather surprising. Um, yes, I did. I seem to have a few listeners, which is um, feels a bit funny, and I think that maybe I ought to start getting serious about this. If people are listening, then um, they won't want to listen to my mistakes, so I'm under a bit of pressure here, but it is nice. It's nice to think that people are, are wanting to listen. Um, I especially had quite a lot of uh, plays of my second podcast. Um, I don't know why that was, maybe because of the word mistakes in the title. Maybe people were, were wanting to hear about either my parenting mistakes or my unschooling mistakes. And actually, all I talked about was the mistakes I made um, making my podcast. But if you are interested in those topics, um, parenting or unschooling mistakes, then yes, I have written about those um, on my blog. If you go to... Um, the buttons in my sidebar and look for one called, I think it's Difficult um, Worried Mothers and Difficult Days. Um, you'll find a few posts I wrote on some of my bad days of unschooling and parenting. And also there's a button called, um, the I think it's called uh, the Mental Illness uh, Series, which um, I wrote uh a series of posts about parenting my daughter who has bipolar disorder. Yes, and I made an awful lot of mistakes when I was parenting her during her teenage years when we didn't realize that she was suffering from something more than ordinary teenage uh, growing problems. So yes, if you'd like to read about mistakes, please hop over to my blog. But I'm hoping I'm not going to make any mistakes on my podcast today. I've made a bit of a plan about what I'm going to talk about. And I'd like to start off talking about cameras. You might remember that in my second podcast, uh, Sophie, my 13-year-old daughter, was talking to me about wanting to buy a DSLR camera. We'd gone for a walk together and chatted about her passions, and she really expressed a desire to have a camera like mine. So we came home, and we actually gathered up all the loose change around our house, and it came to $200. And with that, that with her savings that she had in the bank, um, I was able to bid for a camera for her on eBay, and that was really quite exciting. We discovered this camera, which is exactly the same model as my camera, except it's several years older. And we discovered it, well, I discovered it on eBay about three days before the auction came to an end. And um, yes, for three days we watched um, the progress on the auction and no one bid, bid, bid for it. And uh, it's rather made us smile. We were hoping that the camera would be ours. And about an hour before the um, auction came to an end, someone put in the first bid. And then a few minutes later, someone put in a second bid. And we began to feel a little bit disheartened by this. Maybe uh, we wouldn't be able to win the camera after all. But I left it, oh, I think maybe oh, 20 seconds before the end of the auction. And I put in my, my bid and I made sure that it was um, my final bid, that big enough, the bid that I was really um, prepared to pay because I thought I'd only have one chance. Well, I, even though I only um, bid 
with 20 seconds to go, one of the other bidders managed to get in another bid, but it was well below my um, bid. So I did actually win the camera for Sophie, and we were very excited about that. Um, yes, and she's been uh, getting up every morning, uh, feeling very excited about the day. Uh, she's been learning to, to use her camera. Uh, she's taken hundreds and hundreds of photos already. We took a walk yesterday together um, and especially so she could get some photos. Then last night she created herself a second blog just for her photographs. Um, been writing posts. Every morning um, Sophie seems to get up and she just she's just pure excitement, which is wonderful for an unschooling mother. I don't have to think too much about um, her learning. She is very, very self-motivated. I can see she's learning. She's excited all the time which doesn't always happen with all children all the time. And I'm thinking about Charlotte. Charlotte's my 16, almost 17-year-old daughter. And it seemed to me that you know, that a few months ago, she was very passionate about chemistry. Um, I was looking out for all sorts of resources for her, books and websites, uh, a puzzle of the periodic table, anything I thought that might interest her. And, um, yeah, she was very excited about chemistry. She used to come to, to say goodnight to me in the evening, and every day she would have something that she had discovered that she'd want to share with me and would spend a good half hour telling me about her day's discoveries. And then one day she just wasn't interested anymore. Um, she didn't seem to be interested much in anything. And this has been going on for maybe two or three months now. And I must say that I shouldn't be anxious, but deep down below, you know, I just want to see her excited again about something. And I've been asking her questions such as, um, what are you going to be doing today? And thinking she might share a bit with me. And all she's been saying is, well, I haven't got any plans. I'll just see what the day brings. So then I dig a bit further and say, uh, what did you learn yesterday? Anything you want to share with me? And she looks and says, well, not not really, Mom. And then I feel like I'm interrogating her, so I've, I back off. And that's what it's been like for a while. And it isn't very encouraging for an unschooling mother. I know that she has been doing things. She's come, I've been uh, finding her the mini-series to watch and books to read. and she, she, But nothing really sort of grabs her. Nothing that she's passionate about, like Sophie or like, uh, like me. And um, that was until the other day. And the other day, I we were watching an animated movie together, just a family, having some family time. And while I was watching, because my mind usually wanders, because I'm not really a movie person, I was thinking, I wonder if there is any software online that allows uh, us to uh, do 3D animation. Um, so I thought, well, I'll go and have a look. You know, there's always something online uh, to teach us anything we want to know. And I've never been disappointed when I've gone looking, and I wasn't disappointed this time either. I found a software program called Blender. And I haven't uh, actually discovered all the features of Blender, but we watched a promo um, video. And it looks really interesting. You can do 3D uh, animations, um, make computer games, lots of other things as well, which I'm not exactly sure of. 
I asked um, Gemma Rose, who's 10, and Sophie, who's 13, if they'd like to sit down and have a look at the program with me. And they just, yeah, instantly they were by my side. They wanted to have a look. And I didn't even think of asking Charlotte because so many times I've suggested things to her and she just shrugged her shoulders, turned up her nose, and I know she's not really interested. But this time, uh, as the video was coming to an end, she just happened to walk in. And I just happened to say, oh, we're watching a video about Blender, a 3D animation uh, software program. And her eyes lit up and she says, oh, tell me about it. So I did and I asked her if she wanted to watch the video. So I replayed it and she watched every second of it, went away and she downloaded Blender, which is free. And before I knew it, she was uh, experimenting with it. And I haven't seen her for a few days. She's in her bedroom with the program. Uh, I glanced over her shoulder yesterday and she was making a 3D spaceship, um, talking about textures, uh, how she'd applied a texture to it. And I remembered I have um, uh, signed up for a, a texture website, which you can download. Um, uh, there's a lot of choice in textures. And I just wanted them for blog backgrounds, but I hadn't actually thought thought of um, using them for 3D animations, but I know other people do. So I told Charlotte about the website, and yes, her eyes lit up again, and it seems that she is now excited about something at last. She, yes, she's, uh, I can't, She's going to make uh, an animation. And this really shouldn't surprise me because Charlotte is an artist. She loves drawing. She's been using the graphics pad and GIMP to uh, draw uh, mostly characters from her sister's novels. She likes drawing p pictures, um, sort of like characters, uh, her own stylized versions not realistic drawings, but very appealing um, people, fairy tale characters, that type of thing. And um, so I guess animation is just an extension of her drawing. Um, also, uh, the other reason it does, shouldn't surprise me is the amount of times that she watches animated movies is amazing. I just was thinking maybe she just likes the songs and the storyline. But I don't think it's that at all. I think she's been watching the uh, animation and wondering how they do it. She's fascinated by the animation techniques. So Charlotte is animating at the moment. She's once again um, uh, caught in the grips of a passion. And I think about the quiet time that Charlotte's had over the last two or three months. And I just wonder sometimes if that is necessary necessary that we do go through quiet times sort of like um or like a fallow field before a ne the next passion actually grips us and I think there's nothing really wrong with that that for an unschooling mother or any mother any parent it might uh be hard watching a child just uh go through the motions if well not go through the motions exactly but um it just not have um, have that passion for anything in particular, that they do things, they're interested in books and other things, but they don't seem to have found one thing at, at the time which they feel is theirs, that they're self-motivated to go um, on uh, a search for more information about that one particular thing. And I think of, 
a lot of trust comes into it very much that we have to trust that a child will come out of a quiet time and then um, begin an exciting journey again because I don't think unschooling necessarily is all go, go, go. It's all amazing things our children are achieving every single day of the year. Uh, they certainly do achieve amazing things. But yes, quiet times are okay, I'm sure. I'm sure I have them as well. So it goes through uh, a time when I'm really fascinated by something and then the interest wanes a little until the next one comes along. But each time I build on the skills that I've, uh, I've accumulated from my last passion. Whether this will be Charlotte's final passion and she'll go on and do maybe a, an animation course at tertiary level and find a career in animation is yet to be seen. But I'm not going to do any pressure there. She's, uh, yeah, as I said, she's not quite 17. She has time to think about that. And I don't think that we should really pressure our children to make these decisions early. There's plenty of time. But yeah, talking about quiet times and uh, more intense times, um, I think that that uh, I've been thinking about the unschooling year. I once wrote a blog post called, I think it was called The Changing Seasons of the Unschooling Year. And I described how our year does change as we go through the months of the year. it's Some unschoolers say that every day to them is exactly the same. No, the, the school holidays don't affect them. Um, they just get up every morning and follow their noses and every day is the same. Well, our days aren't the same all year round, I have to admit that. Um, and I don't think necessarily that they should be. For example, uh, this is the last official week of the school term and to unschoolers that shouldn't make any difference whatsoever because we all know that learning is a, goes on every single day of our lives. Um, so learning won't stop just because the school holidays have arrived but the type of learning will change because next week um, my husband Andy will be home from work. Now, he's a school teacher, which is a strange uh, occupation for an unschooling parent, I'm sure, and it leads to some very interesting discussions about education. Um, he really enjoys his job, and I don't think that homeschooling or even unschooling is for everybody, and uh, we do need good teachers as well as uh, homeschooling parents, and uh, he's a dedicated teacher, loves his students. But yes, he'll be finishing work on Friday, and he'll be home with us for two weeks. And that will change our whole, whole routine. Instead of him going out the door before six o'clock in the morning, and us getting up because the house is all busy and the day has already started, we'll probably all sleep in a bit later than usual. And we probably won't spend so much time on our individual activities. With Dad home and my husband home, you know, home we'll probably want to spend time with Andy. Uh, go on a few picnics maybe. It's spring here. The weather's warming up. It's a good time of year to get outside before the heat of summer arrives. Um, we'll probably go to the, the movies. We usually do that during school holidays. And maybe go on a few outings to maybe a museum 
uh, going on some walks. That's the type of thing we like to spend our holiday doing. And I know a lot of uh, unschoolers do these sort of things during term time, but we like to save the uh, trips to museums, etc., for the holidays so that Andy can come along with us because we like to make a family occasion of it. So yes, the school holidays are coming up and our lives are about to change a little. And... Um, I just think about other things in our unschooling year which change our routine. November, that our routine will change once again in November because November is, of course, NaNoWriMo month, uh, novel writing month. Um, everybody will be uh, attempting to write a 50,000-word novel uh, joining many thousands of other people around the world. Now, Gemma Rose is the only one who won't attempt 50,000 words, but I think her last novel was 25,000, which is pretty good for a 10-year-old. She does the children's version, and the girl, uh, three girls, Imogen, Charlotte, and Sophie, uh, will do the adult's version with me. I think this is our fourth year doing NaNoWriMo, uh, the girls have also done Camp NaNoWriMo many times, but I don't usually do that one. But yes, they'll probably persuade me that to write another no novel in November. And so our days will be uh, focused around novel writing and maybe some other things won't get... We, we will leave other activities so that we can do spend more time novel writing. Of course, Christmas comes along after that and we'll be focused on Christmas activities and our whole... Routine will change once again. And summer, summer's a good time for getting outside, um, doing a lot of walks and picnics uh, if it doesn't get too hot. Uh, just lazing around with books. I think we feel different in different weather. In winter, we're more inclined to want to stay inside in front of the heat or open our computers and do online things or read a few books. So I think it's natural that the unschooling year does change. Not necessarily do we do the same things every day of the year. However, I do one thing doesn't change, and that's learning. And I always like to think of the girls' quote. The girls always say uh, things like, Learning goes on every day. There's no way you can stop yourself from learning. You could even put yourself in a box, sit in a box, and you will still learn something. You will learn that sitting in a box is boring. So, yes, they'll be excited about different learning activities over the next couple of weeks. Well, that's just a few things I wanted to talk to you about today, about uh, passions and... Um, uh, quiet times and the, un the, the changing routine of the unschooling year. So I hope that I'll be able to make another podcast while my husband's home. I think it'd be very interesting actually to get him to talk about school versus unschooling. But whether I get him to sit down and do that is another matter. But Thank you for what listening, if you're still with me, that is. If you haven't already um, turned off this podcast, maybe that's why I've had so many plays. Maybe people just listen to the first five minutes and then turn off. I don't suppose there's any way of telling if anybody has actually persevered to the end. But if you have, I'd like to thank you for listening today. And um, yes, uh, I'll see you next week for another podcast. Thank you.